When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Luke Stuckmark, Cody Del Mendo, also known as the greatest Cubs podcast in the world. At least that's what we're told. Some people say it. Don't let the facts get in way of a good story. Yeah, we don't necessarily say it, but some people have been saying it. Look, Shane's here early. Shane Newbank's in here early and ready to go today. Uh, Garrett said, not missing once we found out we're grading the chat. Well, well, Garrett, we're going to see. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) I think what we're going to do is we're continuing our report cards today. We'll talk a little bit about what we saw last night. We're going to, we are going to, yesterday we graded the entire Cubs pitching staff, Cody. Cody went C plus. I went C minus. Today we're going to grade the Cubs offense from no, this no, no. season. I went B and then Oh, I'm like, sorry, you went B. Excuse me. And then me. I said if you averaged me and you out, then I guess that's, it'd be that's like a right. C excuse plus. excuse me. Excuse me. Cody. I gave credit his, where I thought credit was due. He went anyway. and he gave a B. Uh <laughs> to which Michael Collada predicted it was going to be an A. And anyways, <laughs> today we will grade the offense overall for the Cubs. How did the Cubs offense do overall as a group? Not just one guy, the whole thing. Yes, sir. And then, as we discussed yesterday, we just threw out the idea, maybe we should grade the live YouTube chat, which is the best way to enjoy the CHGO experience. So go ahead and subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Don't miss any of the shows. Get them all live. Get in on the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to read your comments. We like to read your super, your super chats. Yeah. Garrett says, credit to me. See, now that's a, that's a right there, Garrett, that gets you on the top of the list. It does. Anytime you give credit to Luke or that's right. with Luke, you, you get mentioned. See, Becky wants to know how I'm feeling now. See, that's kindness. Kindness should get some sort of a reward. Kind, kindness gets you, uh, you know, it, it helps your, it helps you on the grading scale. Yes. Yeah, that it does for sure. Uh, mildly better, Becky, mildly better. <laughs> uh, yes. Credit to me for being here. Uh, I believe Ryan will be back tomorrow. I think Corey, Corey may join us as well tomorrow. So we might be four wide for Wednesday. It might be four wide Wednesday. Four wide Wednesday. I like that. Um, yesterday was, what was Monday? What did we call it? We had, we had a nickname for yesterday's show. Something. Uh, what did we call oh, it? Magic Wand Monday. Magic, Magic Wand, Wand Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, I just want to say Taco Tuesday, but. We don't have any tacos, and it doesn't relate to the Cubs, but Taco maybe, maybe I'll eat some tacos tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, never. that's never the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane says, as long as it's the YouTube chat, he, he believes he deserves an A. If, if you count the Discord, he, he gets an F. As would I. As I, would I. I need to improve on the Discord. I still, I, we keep saying that we are going to get Luke in the Discord, and then we never actually get Luke in the yeah, Discord. Yeah, you got my, my computer has to be opened. Yeah. And dealt with by what I like to call the IT guys. Yeah. Because Luke always forgets his password. For I don't know any of my passwords. Yeah. I would give myself a D for the Discord because I'm just not active enough. And I want to be more active. It's just I am uh, busy and I can't like go in every single day. Yeah. If I had to give myself an F for anything in life, it would be remembering passwords. <laughs> Without yeah. question, like that, that's if, if Superman has a weakness and I'm not saying I'm Superman, but some people mm-hmm. have, uh, I would say remembering passwords is my kryptonite. I, I cannot do it. It gets Brandon, worse. Brandon, uh, I like Brandon's uh, comment. Talkman Tuesday. Oh, we just do. We could just talk about Mike Talkman every Tuesday for two minutes. Yeah. Remember, remember the summer of Mike Talkman. There was a tweet yesterday. Uh, I saw or what are they, whatever they're called now on the X app. Um, and the and the the tweet was brag about something you did in 2023, and I quote tweeted and said that I manifested the summer of Mike Talkman. So credit to me. That is credit mm-hmm. to you. Uh, by the way, 
Credit to uh, Chris with the 999 Super Chat. See what I mean? Now, Chris has already stepped up. He knows that there might be grades coming and report cards Mm -hmm. for the chat. And one way to boost his rating going into that would be a, a quick Super Chat. He says, sick of the effing Bears praying for something from my favorite baseball team. But, hey, lesson I learned is don't expect much from any Chicago sports team nowadays. Boy, how Chicago has fallen. Isn't that true? Except for... The CHGO softball team. Yes. Because we are the champions. Currently the the only champion in Chicago. Currently, yes. Credit to us. Credit to our entire company, yeah. That's right. And Cody and I for not playing. (laughs) Yeah, because if we would have played, we would have lost. So credit to us. But Summit, you got to do your part. You got to know your role. My my role was to not play. And my role was to not play and celebrate and then brag about how we won on social media after we won. That's right. Barb, we are live. We are live. We Barb. are live. Monday through Thursday, live shows, You're 120 in the offseason. Let me tell you what else was live at Phillies game last night. I'm not a <sighs> Phillies fan, okay? Let me get that. But you can't deny that team is a vibe. Yeah. If there's a team in the postseason that's a vibe, it's the Phillies. And I like to call them, you know how we, we like to call Miller Park Wrigley North. And we like to call Arizona Wrigley West or Colorado Wrigley West I would like to now start calling the Philadelphia Phillies if we could rename that franchise the should have been Cubs the should have been Cubs the should have been Cubs Schwarbs leads off first pitch home run I can't take much more of it (laughs) right I I can't take much more to see him going around the bases and the the heavy metal sign and everybody he's so Philly no he's so Chicago he's 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 blue collar Midwest yeah yes he's but but then Castellanos hits a homer. And he's a vibe. And he's a vibe. You know, the shirt's three quarters of the way open, and he's yeah. got the medallions on and a d- double or triple chaining it. And then Harper hits a home run. I believe Harper and Schwarber's both 420. I don't know what that means, but I <laughs> both home runs were 420, I was told. I Schwarber's, uh, the stat cast numbers on Schwarber's home run, second hardest hit ball, like hardest postseason baseball he's ever hit. The hardest one was the one he hit last the scoreboard, year. Scoreboard, no? No. I thought really? it was I was hoping it I was Come hoping on. it was the scoreboard. Well, that was but, the hardest hit ball in the history of baseball. That that's <laughs> perhaps. why that's why they didn't but say it, that. They meant in the history to, of the according game. According to Stackcast, his hardest hit ball was the one he hit four hundred and eighty eight feet last year in October for the Phillies. That one was hit hundred and nineteen miles per hour. Last night's was hundred and seventeen. I don't remember how how hard the one that he hit on the scoreboard was. Uh, I think but it was, like, I think it was like, like 500. Guess. I think it was 500. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Craig says, hey, we can at least thank the Phillies for Sandberg. And Barb says also Fergie Jenkins. Yeah. Maybe this is this. So is that what we're getting? Is this payback for, for getting Hall of Famer Rhino for, for nothing, basically? Yeah. Is, this, is this Rhino payback? I mean, yeah. This is a really like shitty payback. Because yeah, okay. We also they, got they, Dallas they missed, Green they missed, from there. They Keith missed Moreland out on Ryan there. Sandberg and a Hall of Fame second baseman, but it's not like the Cubs did anything with him outside of 1984, right? In, in terms mm. of winning as a yeah. team, you know, like there's that. This team is going. This this team is three wins away from back to back seasons of going to the World Series. Like, well, you just watch them, and they have three guys that. One should have been a Cub, and two guys were Cubs. And you watch them and go, why aren't those guys on the Cubs? Which will be interesting because all three guys are offensive players, and we're going to grade the offense today. The thing is, and there's been a lot of discourse about this on the X app or probably anywhere on social media. You did not. Huh? Did you just call it the X app? I all, I've been calling it the X app. Ever since I started paying for the X app, I call it the X app. Oh, you don't want to get in trouble. Well, I'll call it Twitter. Okay. Anyway. Okay. There's been a lot of discourse about like those three. And it's like Harper for sure. You can't, you can't deny that that was a massive mistake by the Cubs to not do whatever it took to bring. You had his best friend, his dog's name's Wrigley. And the only reason that he's not a Chicago Cub, in my opinion, and what will, what I will still believe whenever I get buried one day, six feet under when my days are done is that the only reason he is not here is because of Tom Ricketts. That that is the only that is the only reason that he is not a Chicago Cub. All right. Now, Schwarber and Castellanos, 
Sure. Their last two years, yeah, Ian Happ and Say Suzuki have been more valuable than them in terms of war and and all that. And let's be real, Schwarber is a all or nothing guy. He is a boomer bust guy. And when the 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 end at the end of the golden era, towards the end of it, like that entire lineup was a bunch of boomer bust guys. Uh-huh. And they struck out way too much. They mm-hmm. couldn't hit with runners in scoring position, all this stuff. But he's still Schwarber. But well, yeah, he's still number one. He is still Schwarber. And number two, if you had Kyle Schwarber at DH this year, mm. the left-handed power bat that they desperately needed, he would have made this team so much better. I don't care if he struck out. I don't care that he struck out two hundred times and had a batting average of one ninety-seven. The dude hits tanks. And what did we talk about a lot all all summer about how this team didn't have any power? He could have slid in perfectly at DH this year. Left-handed is the key, too. Like, I was saying he's a... Morell is a poor man, Schwarber. Yeah, but Schwarber is a left-handed bat, which is more valuable. Right. Now, Castellanos... This is is my thing about Castellanos. Sure, last year, his first year with Philly, come after getting that, what, five-year, $100 million deal, Mm -hmm. wasn't great. No. Wasn't great last year. He's He's had a much better year this year. It's more back to the standards of what we saw with him with the Reds. My thing about Castellanos is you traded for him at the deadline in 2019, and he almost revived you enough to where you actually made the playoffs, but a lot the rest of the teams on the offensive end of the spectrum of the Cubs in 2019 fell apart, and they couldn't score runs in general at the end of that year. But you not only did you let him go, you let him go to the Reds on a four-year, $64 million deal? Are you telling me? That the Chicago Cubs couldn't afford mm. a guy like Nick Castellanos, who at that point wasn't what Nick Castellanos is now, a guy who got ended up getting paid a five-year, hundred million dollar deal. You're tell I don't care about how his defense isn't great, blah, blah, blah. That the team's offense was bad at the at the end of 2019, and it wasn't any better in 2020. And the fact that you know, I honestly wouldn't even be that upset about it if they had just replaced him with someone. They didn't even do that. They went into 2020 with basically the same guys. They ran it back two straight years. After 2018, they they signed instead of Bryce Harper, they signed Daniel freaking Descalso. And then after 2019, they let Nick Cassianos walk and they signed freaking Steven Souza Jr. I don't care that they only played 60 games in 2020. The fact of the matter is before the whole pandemic and everything happened, we were planning to go into 2020 with that. Like, and that's why it's hard for me to blame a lot of the the core members on why things didn't work out. This team or this organization did not supplement the roster the best way. And sure, there was a lot of fall on their own for being not being able to develop players on the farm to help supplement the roster. But they, they literally had Nick Castellanos, and they let him go. And you know what? He signed that four-year, $64 million deal with the Reds, and it had multiple player opt-outs. He opted out from the Reds contract in 2021 and went and got paid more money. So you're telling so, – so realistically, say the team continues to trend down like it did, right? Mm-hmm. They could have traded him and got prospects. That's right, yes. That's Who the one thing I don't about like about not signing guys. As long as you don't give them the Ugh. no trade clause, it's, they're, they're still chips. It's just it's just so agonizing. Like I don't care that Ian Happ and Say Suzuki have been better than Kyle Schwarber and Nick Cassianos as 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 a whole as players. Both of those dudes, quite literally, would have made a difference on this year's team, especially Kyle Schwarber. But at the very least, if you are able to trade them for something, you might feel better about it at least. Joe's like, this is an old rant. Man, but you can't watch that game last night without thinking those things again. Right. That's the problem is I can't watch playoff baseball. I'll watch the Phillies game again tonight, and one of those guys will hit a home run, and I'll go, oh, man, why did they? what are they doing? What? But all right, so let's look at the other guy that's going to play tonight. This is the could-be Cub. Instead of the should have been Cubs, now it's the could be Cub. Don't make the mistake again. Aaron Nola is going to pitch tonight. Could okay, be could be Cub. Going to hit free agency. Who is this guy? 12 and two-thirds innings and 12 strikeouts in the postseason already. Not bad. 1.42 ERA in the postseason so far. So then I looked and I was like, all right, well, what, what, who is, who is Nola this season? Who exactly was he? Well, his ERA 
Wasn't the best. Wasn't like spectacular, but it was top 20 in the National League. So I guess if you if you count ERA as your number one, again, I don't believe in just going with one statistic, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Like one stat's a little dangerous to just say, well, look at that. Um, even war sometimes can be a little. All right, he was 18th. He was eighth in strikeouts in the National League, and that is what, and seventh in whip. So now you have three things that in the National League, he was a top 20 pitcher in. You can fit that guy into your rotation, especially the strikeout part of it. I'm interested to see what he does tonight. Like to me, it's over. Like Joe said, it, it is over. We it can't over. we can't go back and get Harper. You're right. They can't go back and get Harper. They can't let they can't go back and get something for Schwarber if they're gonna let him go away. Mm-hmm. They 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 can't go back and outbid the Reds for Castellanos, but they can keep an eye on what Aaron Nola is doing in the postseason. Sure. And maybe he's that arm, extra arm that they're looking maybe. for. Maybe. Yeah. I'd, I'd maybe like something even bigger than that. But Aaron Nola wouldn't make the Cubs rotation worse next year. I know that much. Yeah. And I don't think, he, if you were to sign him, I don't think his contract would be prohibitive to the team. And by the way, they're the, the Phillies are doing all this without Reese Hoskins, who's another guy that I would. He would have been, he'd be like a kind of like a good what Bellinger was this year. A little bit. Only he's he coming out. It's an injury thing, and it's like... ACL or whatever. He, yeah, he hasn't had the super downslide that Bellinger had, but uh, he, he'd be interesting for sure. I, I, I'm i sorry for going on, like, the rant. Like, I, like, I can't I, help I didn't, it. I, I didn't, can't help I didn't, it. I didn't intend to come in here and rant about it. It's just that we Luke brings it up, and it fires me up. Well, that's how I feel watching the game. Right. It, it fires me up, man. Like, again, at the current moment, would I rather have Say Suzuki and Ian Happ in the corner outfield than Kyle Schwarber and Nick Cassianos? Yes, I would. They're Overall, they're better players than Nick Cassianos and Kyle Schwarber. But you can't tell me that at least one of those guys playing DH for this team the last two years wouldn't have made those teams better. That That's the thing. And I don't care that Schwarber had a bad 60 games, bro. He had a bad 60 games and you let him, and you non-tender him. Again, that's on Tom Ricketts to me more than it is on the front office. Like, like this is, this is from, I saw, I read a tweet last night from Full Count Tommy. He's a great Cubs Twitter follow. And it was, he said something along the lines of like, this postseason or this game just happened to be the who let, who uh, what cub what Cubs players got away thanks to Tom Ricketts game or whatever or yeah the like ex Cub Factor game yeah and it's just, like, it's just it's just the fact of the matter and and I'm someone who doesn't scream and yell about ownership every single day on this podcast but there is no doubt that Tom Ricketts had a big impact on how things were being done after the 2018 season there is no doubt. Because I just don't think Theo and Jed are that dumb. I I just don't. I, I refuse to think that they are that dumb. To not, to run it back multiple years like that? I, no. I, I, I don't believe that. Godfather so. says Philly's owner went out and, and paid for an all-star team. Uh, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong about that. Like, yeah. people say throwing money. It works. Uh, Tom Tom has said it, and he's not wrong. He said he has said throwing money at an off season or free agents isn't necessarily a guarantee that you're going to win or a way to win. And it's we also saw not. That. It's also not a way to guarantee you're going to lose, right? Because like the, the Rangers, Phillies and Rangers have spent big money, yeah. and there they are. Yeah, it took the Rangers an extra year. Both both teams. It right. didn't. It wasn't like yeah. But certainly the Rangers, the first right. year, it definitely didn't The work. Rangers, they're a little bit different from the Phillies because last year, even though things weren't going well, they still had like five or six guys in the top 100 of the MLB pipeline. And so you've seen that team grow on top of the fact that Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon have been great for them, mm-hmm. right? Now the Phillies, I mean, Bryce Harper is, is a generational talent, you know, like... And they and they have great pitching, and they they don't, they just been kind of plug and play types of guys. Like JT Real Muto has been one of the best catchers in baseball for years, and 
they just they know who they are. They hit they hit bombs. They hit homers. And in the postseason, if you do that, you can win, especially if you have the pitching. Because like if you've been watching or listening to this podcast since like I don't know March. I said something along the lines of like, I think the Phillies are going to miss the postseason this coming year because I didn't believe that they had the, a good defense. Well, their pitching's pretty good. The pitching's good, and I and but I didn't, I I still didn't like their defense. Well, they finally, they they haven't been playing Schwarber at all in in the field. They've been, they've, I think Brandon Marsh has been paying, playing out and left, but like, it's the fact that they they get a lot of strikeouts. And they hit homers, man. Like, I, I don't know how else to really explain it. Their bullpen is great. Alvarado has been the most impressive guy I've seen of them. And I don't know how the hell the Phillies fixed Craig Kimbrell, right? Like, he went to the White Sox and sucked. And then he went to the Dodgers and sucked some more. And then the Phillies pick him up. Barb's wanted him back for him. a long time. Joe's right in the chat. Like, it's not the only way. It's an important way. And yeah. we've said it. Like, balance is... Balance is usually the best way for almost everything in life. Yeah. That's just that's just a fact. I, you don't want to just spend stupid money, but you also don't want to you need to spend enough money, mm-hmm. especially when you're a team that's bringing in more money than the other teams. It's one of your advantages. The, you still I, obviously developing your own young players is the way to sustain that success. Yeah, but spending money can help that. Sure, and 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 make those big gaps of. Uh, we have to rebuild and nothing's happening and, and we're throwing away years for our fan base. They can help lessen that a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you what we need. What we need around here is we need some heroes. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes, right? Foo Fighters. That's Foo Fighters. That's my band. Uh, I want to tell you about Hero Brand. Bread. bread. Hero Brand Bread. Hero Bread. Light, fluffy, great taste. You know what else they make? Tortillas. They brought some in here the other day. It's a new uh, team we're partnering up with. Hero brand tortillas. Bingo. Wow, are they good. Fluffy. I'm, I'm not necessarily counting carbs and all those things. But if I can make what I'm eating healthier and the taste is better, why wouldn't I? Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I really love about it. And I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not... I'm not trying to do that. Maybe maybe you're trying to get a little more fiber into your diet. Maybe you're trying to get a little more protein in your diet. Listen, this stuff is good. It's the texture. It's soft. It's fluffy. Uh, it's, dare I say, scrumptious. That's right. Ultra low net carbs. Not a lot of sugar. Here's the discount code for you. First purchase. Go ahead and try it. CHGO for 10% off at Hero. Dot com. They make sliced breads, buns, and I'm telling you, the tortillas. Available at Hero.com and Amazon. Fewer calories with the leading than the leading national brand. Five to ten grams of protein per serving. Right now, Hero Bread is offering that CHGO family 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co and use the code CHGO. To save on Hero Bread today, that's Hero.co, H-E-R-O dot C-O, to save 10% today. I haven't tried it yet. I'm, it's good. I'm, yeah, I have I'm Amazon a, Prime, I'm on so board. I might get some because it's going to show up to my house tomorrow <laughs> if I do that, I, I would assume, because that's how Amazon works. But Someone's asking if it's gluten-free. I, bl- I do not believe it is gluten-free. They might have one that's gluten-free. They might have one, but I don't but believe don't know. in general that it is gluten-free. It's it's high fiber, zero sugar, five to 10 grams of protein, Ooh. and more importantly, fluffy and delicious. And less than And dare calories. I say, scrumptious. I do love me bread. So who doesn't love bread? Uh, speaking of bread, you can get some more bread if you go on to Circus Sportsbook. You like that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another hero of ours. Yeah, yeah. Circa is a hero of mine ever since I went to Vegas or since they brought took me out to Vegas and asked well, me to, you know, talk about football there and stand by a pool. Stand by the pool and stuff. Uh the the, the casino and resort at, Cir- at Circa out in Vegas is, is a must it's a must do if if you're out if you're planning a trip to go to Vegas. Like right now is a great time to go to Vegas or maybe within the next month or two just cuz it's going to be so cold here and it's going to be like comfortable there. Uh, but one of the reasons that I really love Circo is, you know, 
They strive to be at minus 110 split on the circus sports menu. Unlike a lot of sports books, like some, some of them like to be minus 115 or minus 120. Uh, Circa, it's always minus 110 from all their bets. Uh, and I enjoy that because I can place this. I like to use the same unit for every bet that I make. Right. Um, <clears throat> some other things is they are, they don't, they don't limit players based on their winnings. Like if, you know, if you're like me this past weekend betting college football from 11 AM to you know 10 PM, uh, one might say I got hot at like from three, from 3 PM all the way to 9 PM. And you know what? They, they didn't, they didn't take anything away from me in terms of like, uh, you know, some boosts or stuff like that. Everyone's getting the same stuff. Uh, circuit treats everyone the same. And then finally their customer service is top notch because a lot of these other sports books, they use like chat bots and stuff and they don't even really help you circa. They have people right from Vegas that will talk to you through a chat. And, uh, that makes it, it makes the process so much easier. Edward in the chat says circus Sportsbook, Illinois. Awesome. It is. It is. You got to go up to Waukegan. I haven't been there yet, but I plan to go there probably for college basketball season because I'll probably be placing some bets on my favorite college basketball team. Waukegan, by the way, starts with a W. 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 Uh, so download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Circa's been at every one of our Bears tail- tailgates. And they, uh, they have, good they're partner. like the nicest yeah. people, too. Yeah, I've yeah. met uh, the few of the people that, um, you know, are always at their tent, and they're super nice. They always have given away merch and stuff, too, and... Uh, I'm wearing one of their hats right now, actually. So Givers. They're givers. Yeah, they're givers. So if there's a, you know, it's my favorite app these days. And so. it's okay if you're a taker. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been very nice to us, and I enjoy it. Them. All right. Uh, make sure you please give us the thumbs up. I see a lot of you are in the live chat. We appreciate all of those. You're spending your 120 afternoon time with us. Maybe it's your late lunch. Barb says, stay out of the pools. I saw that. Barb said, stay out of the pools. But not that pool, Barb. That pool is, you could drink that water. Yes. You could drink that water. Absolutely. Barb also says she made a hard-boiled egg and a waffle. Ooh. That's an an interesting combo. You you come off to me as someone who has a waffle maker. Uh, I think almost every person that's married has a waffle maker. Uh Uh, It's a popular wedding gift. We do have a waffle maker. I couldn't tell you where it is. Oh. It's one of those gifts that when you get it at first, you're like, mm, going to yeah. use that waffle maker. Yeah. And it's just a long process. I feel like that's me. If, I, if They're good, but I, I... I feel like that'd be me when I get a blender because I keep telling myself I need to get a blender. I'm not saying well, waffles I, aren't great. Yeah. They're great. I like what... Although I, like I will waffles. tell you, I'm not a waffle and chicken guy. I don't understand... Mm-hmm. I like a lot of weird combos, and I know in the South it's a big thing, waffles and chicken. I like my chicken fried chicken separately. I, I don't yeah. need a waffle with it. I'm not big on fried chicken in general, so that's why. Really? I'm, I mean, I like fried chicken, Boy, but. Fried, good fried chicken can change your life. But I'm more about really? baked, you know, a little baked chicken. Baked chicken is also cut, good. Cut it up, you know, put it in a salad or something. I do like it. That's the healthy side of me talking. I do like a good waffle, but I also like great pancakes. By the way, if you want the greatest pancakes in the history of the world, history of the world, history of the world, it's not someplace like IHOP, unless they become a sponsor. (laughs) It's the Bongo Room, Wicker Park, Milwaukee Avenue, or in Change Your Life, Change Your Life, Andersonville too. Yeah, Yeah. walking distance from where I live. They give you that pretzel crusted. white top uh, it's like a cream top mm. with uh caramel across the top of it and you're like oh that sounds too rich just get a single just get one of them and tell me it's not one of the greatest it's, things you've ever eaten in your life this is once again the chgo sorry food it's, it's 1 30 and i haven't had lunch yet uh all right <laughs> joe's like i can't believe what i'm hearing <laughs> uh it's the off season guys and we have to talk about something right Sarah had a peanut butter and jelly and a pear and a Snickers for lunch. That's a hell of a combination. I just, that's what I had. That's what I brought. Although, no, I had one of the Snickers that Jake just brought in the office, but mm. for lunch, I only brought a 
peanut butter and jelly in a pear. I got you. Mike, uh, Kalata's saying his wife makes the best pizzelles. I don't even know what that, what is that? What's a pizzelle? I was, I was hoping that you knew what those were, but I don't know. What what's a pizzelle? <laughs> Kalata, what's a pizzelle? Or is it a pizzelli? Uh, it's like a pizza waffle? Oh. Lawrence, Lawrence is going to come in now and tell us all about it. What? Oh, really thin waffles. Ah. The thin waffles. They're all more cookie-like. I've had really thin waffles. I, yeah, well, you got to have chocolate chips if you're going to do that. Yeah, they're thin. Oh, almost. So they're, they're sort of like the Swedish pancake version of a waffle. <laughs> Godfather says it's, it's an Italian cookie, really, yeah. more than it is, you know. Joe okay. says he can't believe I don't like fried chicken. It's not that I don't like fried chicken. It's just not my go-to choice for chicken. Right. Like, I, I like fried chicken. I just... I think everybody says Shaw's. I've never had it. I think it's Shaw's downtown. It's an expensive place, but I've heard their fried chicken is like... Okay. Change your life fried chicken. Like, if you don't go there and get the chicken, you're crazy. I'm a Harold's fan. Harold's? Yeah, mm. that's the best fried chicken. I know uh, Dwayne Wade has said that's his favorite place in all of Chicago. Man, as a kid, I used to like myself a little Brown's chicken before it was Brown's chicken and pasta. Anyways, I digress. Uh, we can sit here and talk about food for Let's grade hours. the Cubs offense. Let's grade the Cubs offense. Dubs is here. He's here to talk offense and advocate for Sonny Gray to the Cubs. Barb wants us to send uh, Ryan to Manny's Deli. Great place. I could review Manny's Deli if you want to do that. Me and Stuck should just start CHGO Eats. You want to do that? Why not? <laughs> take over the 120 time slot <laughs> just it doesn't have to be a podcast it can just be me and you going places and we'll we'll we set could up, call it uh, we'll stucky del ito <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah anyway cubs <laughs> the chicago cubs which we're here so again for. the grades for the pitching staff yesterday cody went b straight b i did and I went C minus, and I gave you all the reasons why I thought they were below average, close to average, but below average. Wow. Now, today we're grading the offense, and we've sort of flipped the script a little bit. Cody believes C, so a worse grade than the pitching staff, and I think better than the pitching staff. I gave the offense a B minus. Joe's giving the grade F for failing to make the playoffs. Now, is that for everything? Everybody gets an F? Here, uh, this is just... The offense. The offense. Yeah. Okay? So, do I think there are flaws in the offense? Well, yeah, they never had a leadoff guy. They never had a leadoff guy. Except for Talkman for two months. Uh, I, I stand corrected. Talkman being to me for admitting I was the leadoff spot changed things from mid-June until mid-August. You're right. When he saved the season he did save for a the while. Season. Somewhat, yeah. All right, so tell me why you believe, A, the offense was not as good as the pitching staff was this year. If you're just going by a grade, a letter grade. Okay. Well, it's based off, you know, if you listen to yesterday's show, I said, you know, the pitching staff, for me, outperformed my expectations for the entire season. I know September was tough in terms of the bullpen, uh, but overall – once they figured out the roles in the bullpen, it was better from June on, and starting pitching really carried the team all season, mm -hmm. right? I'll, you know, even Marcus Stroman, if he doesn't get hurt, you know, who knows where the team is right now. Um, but the offense, they were just so, like, there was no middle ground. They were either hot or absolutely Fair. unbearable to watch, right? Uh, April, the offense was great. They, they, you know, they somehow, some way were getting contributions out of Eric Hosmer for like the first two, two and a half weeks of the season. Um, and then, and then that died and we're sitting at the beginning of May clamoring for Christopher Morrell and Matt Mervis. Um, the month of May, the entire offense was awful as a whole. Like it, May was awful. They went like 10 and 18 in May and like legitimately, the offense was the sole reason why they struggled in May, in my opinion. The pitching was great in the first half of the season. May, they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position, and everyone was slumping. You know, Nico and Dansby had great Aprils, but they started to come back down to what they normally were, and they weren't hitting with runners in scoring position. No one was, and Cody Bellinger got hurt, and, you know, Talkman came up, and he provided, you know, a nice little spark 
that really didn't take off until June after they got swept by the Angels when he got put in the leadoff spot. But overall, like, you can look at Eric Hosmer, you can look at Trey Mancini not playing well at all, being a negative war player. Um, Tucker Barnhart was, you know, I don't know. I didn't have high expectations for Tucker Barnhart, and I didn't think he was going to hit anyway. But, you know, he got way too many at-bats. Um I forgot about all of this. Yeah. I sort of blacked some of it out. I mean, unfortunately. Like the VR I era. I, like the VR era, I just sort of blacked out some of the... As, you know, as I always say, never for... Ne- what, what do I say? Uh, never forgive, never forget. Well, yeah. I, I just don't forget things, guys. And I know. You're petty sometimes. Yeah. So, because of that, I, I also remember all the times that I want to forget, but I can't. Uh, Nobody so, can hold a grudge like Cody Del Mendo. You're right. Uh, so, you know... May was awful offensively. The the offense got better in June, but it was still, you know, it was still just very eh. And things didn't really take off for the offense until Cody Bellinger came back. And once he started hitting the ball out of the ballpark, it felt like everyone else started to follow. You know, Talkman got hot. You know, Dansby and Nico were were playing fine. But Saya was struggling, and Ian Happ, you know, he was even struggling too. Like, it, I, as, as in a grand scheme, this offense was just hot and cold. Like I said at the beginning, they there was no consistency at all from this offense all season, and that's why I can only give it a C. And let's be real, the offense is a massive reason why they didn't make the playoffs, why the September collapse happened. Yeah, I can sit here and blame the bullpen for the amount of blown games, but shit, how many games were they only score two, three runs? And they got great starting pitching and they lose by one run because the bullpen blows it. Well, at the same time, if you score more runs, you're not putting the bullpen in a spot to where David Ross is having to use his high leverage guys every single day. That's why we didn't see a lot of Luke Little. That's why we didn't see, uh, you know, more guys get other opportunities uh, to give guys a rest. You know what I mean? So to me, again, yes, the bullpen really was taxed in September. But to me, at the end of the day, the offense is the reason to me that they didn't make the playoffs because they just weren't consistent enough. And if they didn't get what they got out of Cody Bellinger in the two months out of Say Suzuki at the end of the year, mm-hmm. this team this team would have been way out of it before September even came. So uh, while there were great strides and there were great performances individually by guys, as a whole, the reason that this team didn't make the postseason is because of the offense. Hmm. Now, I, I will say going into the season, we said it would take the offense to get them into the postseason, right? Mm-hmm. It would take, it would, we thought there'd be enough pitching. I would say the pitching wasn't quite as good as we thought it would be, and I thought the offense was slightly better. Now, great minds think alike, okay? So I gave him a B minus. I threw it out on Twitter before the show, and. The great Mark Shinowski, one of the greatest sportscasters in the history of Chicago, a good friend of mine. He also gave him a B, B minus. He says to me on Twitter, Cubs, this is something to consider when I give you all these other numbers that I dug up. And, and Mark's right, as he always is. <laughs> Cubs were near the top of Major League Baseball in games scoring 10 or more runs, which skews their overall offensive numbers. That is true. Yep. They had some huge number games, and then they had, he says, too much all or nothing hitting, which led to their roller coaster season. You got to re-sign Bellinger and add another middle of the order bat. Yep. So we're saying, right? Like that's why the I, I say signing so Bellinger. High. If you sign Bellinger, you're just spinning your wheels in the in the mud. That doesn't mean you don't want to re-sign Cody Bellinger. It means you need to re-sign Cody Bellinger and then add on more. Or yeah, uh, Bellinger and Juan Soto. You've improved your offense. Yeah, you know yeah. you. Bellinger and Shohei, you've you've improved your offense. Yeah. So and my C grade isn't to like put down I know. certain guys. It's just as a whole, how many times, like Luke just said, we see a team the team put up ten runs, but then the next day put up two. You know, it and does it does skew these numbers a little bit. So here are the numbers I had, which some surprised me, and and others were not like totally crazy. I don't think. Uh, the Cubs were sixth in Major League Baseball in runs scored. So that's what Mark Shinowski's talking about. They scored a ton of runs. The problem was they didn't they didn't save some of those for the next day sometimes. They were scoring 20 in a game and then the next day zero. Mm-hmm. Right? Eight, only, they're the only team 
in the top of all the teams in Major League Baseball. I just said the Cubs were sixth overall in runs scored. They're the only team ranked in the top seven in runs scored this year in baseball that didn't make the playoffs. That's why you can tell me pitching wins, but so does hitting. So does hitting, mm-hmm. right? Like the 2016 Cubs weren't just the big bats that everybody said, oh, they're going all bats. They also had pitching. It's balanced, guys. You got to have everything. So they were actually third in the National League and run scored this year. Now that is a huge jump from what they did a year ago. They were 22nd in baseball and run scored. How did they do it? Cody said. Bellinger in center and at right, or Bellinger in center and at first base, totally skew those numbers because you had nothing at first base last year and you had nothing in center field when you had Rivas and Ortega and like <laughs> the, the right yeah Schwindel you just got nothing and all of a sudden you throw in Cody Bellinger playing at almost an MVP type level and that greatly changes thing and then Talkman did his part too other guys did and then we had Seiya Suzuki show up at the end of the season to also start to skew those numbers now they were eighth in OPS. All the top eight teams in Major League Baseball made the playoffs. If you if you're a top OPS, you all made the playoffs. Yep. Okay. This is just pissing me off now. <laughs> so they were sixth in on base percentage. They were eighth in stolen bases. Here's where they fell short. It's home what runs. we keep talking about. Now, did they have were they better at home runs? Yeah, we knew. They had six Slightly. guys hit 20, right? Yeah. They didn't have the big bopper. So that's why you hear the Pete Alonzo things. Mm-hmm. But they were 15th in home runs. The year before, they were 17th in home runs. They're not getting enough home runs. They're getting enough swing and miss, but they're not getting enough home runs to go with it. So yeah. 15th, in, or 15th in home runs, 11th in batting average, 11th in slug. There's places to improve. I don't know if that means Pete Alonzo. I don't know if that means you have to make Morell an everyday player, even though he doesn't have a position. I I don't know, but they've got to, that's the answer they've got to come up with. That's the answer they've got to come up with. Do they have to, I don't know if they can find Christopher Morell a position. I don't know. I don't know if he could play third base. I don't know if he can cut down on the strikeouts as he all swing and miss. Listen, he has power. He has raw power. There's no way you can deny that. But just running back Morell out there and expecting him to hit 40 home runs and change your offense next year and think Mervis is going to come up and play first base, don't bury your head in the sand. This yeah. team needs to go spend money in the offseason. And yeah, they probably need to use at least some of their poker chips in those prospects to go get something else. Whether that's a frontline pitcher, another frontline pitcher, or another bat, they've got to do both this offseason. There's got to yeah. be more adding. Just as... As much or more as there was last offseason. Yeah, I agree. All all the stats you said, like OPS, runs scored, stolen bases, on base, which is great. But not seeing that the home run difference is only two spots different than 2022 is all you have to, all you need to tell me to then bring me back to like, okay, this is why things didn't work out. Like, again, Bellinger, like the month of July, or was it the month of August? Didn't Bellinger hit like four hundred? Like it was yeah. unreal. <laughs> it you had was some real unreal. hot streaks that yeah. you had. You had a Morel hot streak that yeah. changed things. You had a Saya hot streak that changed things. You had Patrick Wisdom's April that yeah. greatly changed your home run total. Right, and because it was like faucet on mm. screaming hot, and then ice cold gone. Yeah, and it's. I understand baseball can be like that. And you, the thing is, is that you, when, when those guys, when guys like when Cody Bellinger cools off and isn't hitting 400 for an entire month anymore, that's not, he was still hitting. He just wasn't hitting a home run every other freaking day, but you need other guys to step up. You know, Dansby, his like, I'm I'm a defender and I'm going to stick up for him all offseason. I still think it was the right decision to sign him. But yeah, he struggled offensively in September and in you know most of August. Him him not hitting at the end of the year was a big reason why they didn't make the playoffs. You know, the fact that 
you didn't really have a third baseman and you were using Nick Mad a combination of Nick Madrigal, Pat Wisdom, Miles Mastroboni, and Candelario all th throughout the entire year. Yeah. And and even Candelario didn't he didn't perform at the way that he did with Washington in the first half of the year. Like he was he was fine. He had some nice games, but he like he came over here and he didn't really do much either. Like it brings it back to like what Luke just said. They got they gotta they gotta dive into that prospect pool and make like show some guts, Jed. You gotta you gotta make the team like and the thing is, is like I like what they have. They have a nice nucleus. They have they have some nice players. It's not 2022 where it's like you have no good baseball players. They have they have some good baseball. They players. do. They have, they have a core, right? Like that they would like to call but it. They it's need not, to take not that the core step. of 2016, right? But a core of Dansby and Nico and Hap and, and, and Suzuki. Hap and Suzuki. That, that those are your four everyday players. You know, yeah. It, is it a even per, is it a perfect core? Like is it is it the Braves' core? No, but if you add some big name players via trade. Mm -hmm. And via free agency, all you had two big names to that group, yeah. and all of a sudden you don't worry about the fact that Nico doesn't have the power at second base. Mm -hmm. You don't worry as as much about not having a, a big thumper in left field, right? Because if you add Soto at DH, it changes things greatly. If you add yeah. Shohei at DH, it right. changes things greatly. Right, and. I guess, you know, to add to like the good, I mean, and it, it only frustrates me even more, but you got a great season out of Jan Gomes at, at catcher. Yeah, I feel like you, you did, wasted it. And you didn't make the playoffs with him having a 95 weighted runs created plus. All this is done is just make Talkman and Gomes. Yes. Really good oh seasons. It's just like, what and, that, and that's why I can give it, that's why I give it a C at best. That's why I give it a C at best. And, I, I didn't go lower than a C because yes, we like, we didn't know what we were going to get out of Bellinger and he was in, you know, he's going to get some MVP votes probably. Right. And like say, you know, we, he played well the last couple months. He's showing a lot of promise. Ian Happ, no matter how much the chat complains about him hitting third, he had the exact same season he did this year as he did the last year. I, almost identical. Almost identical. And Nico and Dansby up the middle, you know, for those positions, they played well enough to where this team should have been in October. It, they should have been, and they only had themselves to blame for not. And that's why they need to add to this. That's why they got to re-sign Bellinger, and they need to add to it. And if they don't, I am going to be irrationally angry. And I don't even, it might not even be irrationally, but I will be angry as should everyone else if they do not if they if they decide that they want to give the young guys a chance these unproven prospects then we are the Cincinnati Reds that play in Chicago like that's the way i feel about it they put their big boy big boy pants on spend some money cuz you got an owner who has plenty of money is charging 12 dollar beers at Wrigley Field has Disneyland surrounded by the ballpark and put a real contender out there. We have sat and been patient as they rebuilt the farm system and done this and that. But it is time to make this team a real contender and not make me have to sit here on opening day next year and say, well, if this guy does this and this and this, they might they might get in and I will talk myself into 88 wins again. Add I good, don't want to do that. Add good players. Add Goose Island to your refrigerator. Two things you should probably be doing anytime. Absolutely. I'm going to need some Goose Island after the show. <laughs> Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Uh, they got the beer roster. Right now, you know, it's October, so the Oktoberfest is, is the, it's the move. It's, it's absolutely the, the move. It is the time. Uh, you got the Beer Hug family. Tropical one's my favorite, 9.9%. Uh, that hits different on a Saturday afternoon while you're watching college football. That's all I can say. The 312 is one of my favorites. Obviously, it's the most well-known one. And then the full pocket pilsners, uh, the best the best one to chug out of the beer bat after Cubs wins. Uh, they are always at our events. We got another Bears tailgate this weekend, right? Against the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Oh, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. It's up again. Yeah. We got Go another tailgate this weekend. It's going to be Tyson Bajant probably versus... Uh, 
Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Please stop calling sports radio and calling him Badgent. It's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, forget about the game. Just come hang out at the tailgate. It's going to be a good time. 55 sunny, no clouds on oh. Sunday. That is like tailgate heaven. That's tailgate heaven, baby. Hoodies. Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the main reason, again, we have all the Goose Island there. It's two, like, metal tubs full of them, right? Ice cold. So come and join, hang out with the CHGO family. Uh, so grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team at Ray CDJR. You're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Ram Power Days at Ray CDJR, only in Fox Lake, you're able to secure 0% financing or 17% off new Ram models. But that's not all. Now through October 31st, Halloween, explore their newly renovated show room and take advantage of a limited time seven year anniversary saving sale so if you're in the market for a new vehicle then you have to check out the team at ray chrysler dodge jeep and ram because they are the only team we recommend visit them today on route 12 in fox lake for more information visit ray cdjr in fox lake or raycdjr.com today serving the community since 1963 i almost got through it i, I screwed up the zero percent <laughs> financing part there's nothing like these ads that Stuck does that gets me fired up, but I'm already fired up thanks to Stuck bringing up all the things that give me pain. Um, Phillies lineup. Phillies lineup. Not spending. The Cubs offense and the lack of spending. I, Tom, if you listen to our show, man, like I do not shit on you every single day, but this is one where I, I, I definitely shit on you a lot. But I'm, I'm just asking you to just, just care a little bit more this winter. That's what I'm asking. And don't forget, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram That's in Fox it. Lake. In Fox Lake. Good All people. Right. Good partner. I, I've seen uh, Adam Hogue rolling around in a uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Ooh. Yeah, somebody went to Ray CDJR. I'm so – my car is almost paid off, and maybe I'll be heading out Ooh, there. Maybe it's time to upgrade. Get a little trade-in value. Trade-in value very high right now. Yeah. I do love my Mitsubishi Lancer, but I could always get a Jeep. Oh, I've yeah. always wanted a Jeep. Yeah, that's where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, all right, so finally, before we go, we did think about, we've been grading. We now have graded the offense we and the pitching staff. We got to the most staff. important part of the show. Tomorrow we'll probably go start to go more individual grades. We'll start to give like individual players, coaches, that type of thing, grades. Yeah. The report cards continue to come out, but the idea has been thrown around. <laughs> Should we start grading the chat? Should the crat, should the chat get a grade? And I, the only danger I said is then they're going to grade us. Then they will grade us. They will grade us. But sometimes they grade us anyways during the live show. They do. They will tell us when we're right and when we're wrong. And they will definitely tell us if we look good or not. That's right. (laughs) Sometimes they're not nice, which I think should be the foundation of one of the, maybe one of the criteria Mm. for grading this. So here's what I think. I think if we're going to grade, and I would like to know what the chat thinks, if this is fair. Yes. But I think if we are going to grade the chat, we won't go letter grades like the players. Yeah. We're going to mix it up, and we're going to go, are you a five-star fan? Are you a four-star fan? Three-star, two-star, one-star? And simply, you let us know. Mm-hmm. Are these? This is what I think you should be graded on. Yeah. One-star? Are you in attendance? How often are you in attendance? How often are you here? How often are you in that live chat? Yes. Because that's important. We do like the people that are out there listening just in podcast form. That's, that's also gets a star. But how often are you live in the chat commenting, right? Yep. Are you a diehard? Do you have the diehard card? <laughs> I don't know. Are you a diehard? Yeah. Do how you often have the merch? Do you have the merch? Yep. Or do you like to fire out super chats? Yep. Or do right? you do both? Chris was a guy that fired out a super chat today, yeah. knowing that his grade is coming potentially soon. He said, listen, I, there it is. Again, he said, sick of the effing bears. That's okay. It doesn't matter which team you want to talk about. It's still a super chat. It was still 99. And now here's one that I think is important because we're, you know, 
we're not rocket scientists here. I'm, we're not NASA. We have one guy, Brendan, who could work for NASA. Hell, we better. And, and Corey will remind you that he went to Michigan every yeah. time you talk to him. But the rest and, of us. And I don't even know C if I'm students. telling you facts half the time. So. Right. <laughs> don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. And most of us are C students at best. And, and, and Ryan went to Missouri. It's a party school. They say they're great yeah. at journalism, but come on. Let, but it's, it's in Missouri, though. So. It's in Missouri. It sounds like misery. Misery. Yeah, that's what KU kids call uh, Mizzou is misery. We beat them at everything. See, now, and, and so I want to know, uh, is the, if you're it's in the chat. Just throwing shots. Yeah, are you funny or informed? Either one's okay with me. Either be funny or be informed. Now, if you're both, that definitely gets you a start. And finally, for me, the fifth criteria, do you agree with me? Mm. So Craig's already got a star because he agrees with me. What do you think? Are those are those the five stars of chat life? Yeah. Or is there something we should? Dubs likes the scale, so he, he thinks it's fair. Scale. Dubs is That's ready to be judged on that scale. I'm, I'm ready for Colada to yell at us for giving too many five stars. I'm ready. I'm ready for Colada to. He's going to judge us for all the five stars that we do give out because I do think that we are very. Very nice. Yeah, see, I the grades are already coming in. I believe it's Barb's giving Cody an F for the 17-second uh, <laughs> beer chug. I feel like she leaves that comment every day. <laughs> I think Love Colada too, said Barb. yesterday an F for the, the spit-up that he believes sent the team into a tailspin, which we know is not true. No one, Becky are, says Luke is a good person. See, that's kindness again. Yeah. Becky just got herself a star. We could give out the little gold stickers like in grade school. Yep. We could have a tote board up here. I like that idea. A chat tote board. And when somebody says, does fits one of the criteria, we put a gold star by their name throughout the season. Ooh. For, like for next year? Do that during yes, next year throughout show? the season. Maybe okay. we start in the off season. Right. Either a good comment or says something nice. Mm. Maybe something informative. Niren likes to come in with the, you know, the heavy research. Yeah, yeah. I love how Robert says that he agrees with he Ryan. He agrees with Ryan. But Ryan's not here. And, like, I feel like if Ryan's going to listen, like, when he listens to this today or tomorrow, whatever, he's going to be like, man, I wasn't even here for that. That's all right, Rob. I mean, you can but thank you, Rob. Agreeing with Ryan, that's nice. It's a rare, it's a it's rarity, a nice comment. Yeah. It is a nice comment. It does, it does help you on the, on the scale. Now, Chris says, I, I don't know what that means. No one wants to agree with me. I don't blame you. Chris has some sort of arrow, asterisk. Oh, that's because he's correcting himself. He said, oh, um, I, I he said, hi, I super chat every time I join. That's just when people put a oh, star over it. It's okay, like a correction with text. Thanks asterisk. for dumbing it down yeah, for asterisk. the oldies, the old heads. Yeah. He super chats every time he comes. That's true. He does. He does send more super chats. That's not the first time we've seen him. Exactly. Dubs. The stickers, just like David Ross did for sale. <laughs> Give me we get you a three-ring binder, yeah. and we maybe I just hold it. Maybe it's not a tote board. Maybe it's I have a three-ring binder with everybody's name, and I put down a little gold sticker or star every time something good happens. Becky, Becky you guys are good, good people. people. Now she's got mm, two stars. She's, mm -hmm. she's helping herself out there. Rob says I wear a deodorant every stream. That's showing respect. Well, now wait everyone. a minute. There, there it is. That's good, Rob. See, <laughs> these are sometimes there's things that we don't know. Yeah. But yeah. you've got to point them out. There's the only way we know, like that you're wearing deodorant or pants. Uh, you know, you got to let us know. Oh, so thank you, uh, CHU uh, Godfather. Michael Colada says, except for my planner. I think he's saying he's supposed fasciitis. to say fasciitis. fasciitis. He gets five stars. He gets five stars. He's so five for stars. injuries, he was a four star Dubs, chatter. Dub says he's a Delmetrics guy. That that's that probably uh, gets you a star. That, that, that's definitely at least uh, I'd I'd say three stars for me. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story on how I rate people, but that's at least three stars. What do you say we cut this short of one hour for the first time in a long time and do it like mm. one minute short? Okay. Should we do less than one hour or, or should we go exactly one hour? You got, it's at 58, 45 right now. Oh boy. We're close. We're going to be real close. Uh, Barb says she gives Brendan an A for his charts. <laughs> Brendan's going to take See, that. That's a heart. funny Barb. That's a star. Yeah. Trapper keeper. I bet Cody doesn't even know what a trapper keeper is. Robert. We're at 59. Do you know what a, a trapper keeper is? Sarah. Isn't that like in middle school when you would put all your like notebooks and folders in? A, a trapper keeper, yeah, it was like a three ring binder type yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. held all your folders for your different uh, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
It was a brand. It was a trapper keeper. It was all yeah, the rage. Yeah, I had one of those too. It was <laughs> all the rage. Too, I'm not too young. <laughs> uh, Dubs, Brendan's hair gets an A. Dubs, you're cracking me up with that comment. That's hilarious. What did Dubs say? I he said, it. I think Ramon Del Mendo should get a grade. Cody, and he's talking about my dad because he saw my post on Facebook. He's leaving night. you a lot of voicemails, huh? <laughs> dad leaving me you a lot of voicemails. voicemails. There's nothing better when you're when your your parent or family member calls you and is like, "Hey, this is so and so," and it's like, it's not like caller ID has existed for decades, right? It's just funny. I first thing I said to you when we came in the office today. It is. I mean, <laughs> my sister does it. Uh Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Are we, we're back. Are, so we're so we're rating someone tomorrow. We're, I haven't decided what. What do you want to rate tomorrow? Who do you want to? Who do you want to grade? I like to do one that was like maybe either a hot cold button, like right up somebody that's one way or the other, and then somebody that's maybe gonna get some controversial grades. Somebody mm. that like is down. I don't want to just do. Steel and Bellinger tomorrow. Well, I was talking or about the we chat. Can, I was like, who are we grading for? The oh, chat you want to do the chat? Should we do the chat one person a day? Yeah. Just or like, maybe a couple just grades like, a day? Just, just like we're going to do a player a day, you know? As far as a player, I, I would do like to start. We'll have to see. Yeah. They got to show up. If you're there, then you might get a grade. Okay. Personally, I think we should do Steel tomorrow. You want to do Steel? I want to do Steel. And, all right, Steel. And how about a player that maybe is down the middle grade? Then we're not sure. Someone that might get a hot cold. Madrigal's a guy that might get a hot cold. Morell's yeah. a guy that might get a hot cold. Tyone is a guy that might get a hot cold. We can do Morell because that one's not going to make me as angry as Madrigal or Tyone. Will. So and tomorrow we today. grade <laughs> Steele and Morell with yep. Corey and Ryan. Ryan, Cody, and I. Four of us will do it. And we'll grade a chat member. We, we might grade our first member of the CHGO Cubs chat. Who will it be? Which chat I don't member be here. will get a grade? Be here. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell the rest of your family, tell your, your parents' families, which yeah. I guess is your family yeah. too. But Got to go. We're over an hour. Thanks for checking out the CHO Cubs podcast back here live at 120 on Wednesday. Wild Card Wednesday. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Fly the W. <laughs> 